What's up, what's up, y'all? This is your host with the most who have a toast. This is the Follow the Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Peter Johnson. The draft was crazy, right? Oh, my gosh. Goodness gracious. Let's get right to it. Prince all shout out to all who are paying attention. Uh, let's get to the, the draft now. We've been talking about this for a minute. Talking about this for a nice, cool minute. Uh, who the Eagles can get? I was I wanted Bijan. I think Bijan's still the best player in the draft. Falcons got a good player to go with Drake London. Depends on what they uh, what the quarterback do. You know they got a Kyle Pitts, but but I have to be totally honest. The second best player was Jalen Carter, and a lot of call him the first best player. When you get a guy like that in the ninth at the ninth pick, and this has always been talked about. Let's get a little deeper into this whole conversation about who um, Jalen Carter is, what type of player he is, everything. Listen, he's a disruptive person. He can do everything on the line, everything. But a lot of people, generational talent, yeah, he was number 18 out of high school, a prospect, five-star. Jordan Davis was like a top 100 prospect, like 130 or something. like. He's a three-star. But when they get to the, you know, when they get to college, there's three different generationals. You got generational athletes, generational talents, generational prospects, generational players. That was four, really. Generational athletes, generational talents, generational prospects, generational players. All right. So the generational talents are just a talent coming out of that. That's when you usually rate them coming out of high school. The generational talents like Micah Parsons. And in college, they become generational prospects. Then also, in, in, in the judging of a high school player, he, he could be a generational athlete, like Nolan Smith. I'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, generational players are when you're in the pros. Now, shout out to NFL draft, you know, draft people out there. I had one guy talking to me about where Brandon Graham is. Listen, last year, he was a rotational player. He started one game. We know that. He had 11 sacks, but you have a rookie coming in. Now, until I see this, it's not going to happen that a rookie starts over Brandon Graham. Because Fletcher Cox was signed last year. They had Jordan Davis. If it was like that, then Jordan Davis would have started over Fletcher Cox. He's a ninth pick overall. He was a, he now he's what you call he's what you call a generational prospect. He went into college, did so many phenomenal things, aced the combine. Like he's a different and he's also, you know, a generational athlete. His his size and how he moves is different. So so you're talking about you're looking at how people are on the line. You could easily could have did Cox the same way. Easily. 
Because you put Cox on the bench, right next to Hargrave. Graham come off the bench, then you got sweat. You could have easily did that. Easily. But they didn't. So until they do this, don't say, oh, well, he's a generational. Davis was the same generational prospect. The same type of guy. Matter of fact, to me, he was the second best player in that draft next to Sauce Gardner. Because it was sometimes I was trying to rate him one. But next to Sauce Gardner, he was my number two guy. Okay? So we're talking about Jordan Davis. We're talking about what he can do, what type of talent he is. And he didn't start. So now we have Jalen Carter, who there, there are differences that you cut in between. Carter was rated number one by a lot of prospects. And the crazy thing is that Carter failed because it's two things that he failed because of. I mean, we know the off the field thing, but it's kind of crazy. Like his off the field stuff shouldn't have nowhere near red flagged him to number nine. Like I, he didn't kill nobody and rape nobody. He didn't, you know, he ain't punching nobody. He smacked them. Then these rumors come out. Oh, there are, there are people on the staff who don't like him. And what? Kirby Smart was there. So that don't mean nothing. If, if it was really that bad, Kirby wouldn't have been there. He would have been there. So what does he have to do with his staff? Do your job. That's it. I don't know who. Ian Rappaport, uh, somebody was reporting that about, uh, who was it? Uh, oh, it was it John McMullen. Man, I talked to so many people. I think John McMullen. I'm just like, what does that matter? What does that matter? No, no. John McMullen was talking about B.J. B. John Robinson. That's what he was talking to me about, B. John Robinson. If y'all know who John McMullen is, he writes Sports Illustrated, Eagle Writer. So that was uh, someone, Ian Rappaport, that's what it was. Ian Rappaport was the one reporting that, talking about, um, um, you know, people have something to say, whatever. But this guy's a generational talent. That is it. That is all. Now, what I don't understand, it was crazy. Cause I was on the phone with my cousin, you know, and I was doing the work. And he was like, man, I hope we get Nolan Smith. I was like, man, if he dropped like that, I don't think he's going to drop that far. But as I just kept looking at the draft, they didn't even have to trade up to get Nolan Smith. And I don't think they was going to trade up anywhere to get anybody else. They was going to let whoever fall, fall, or maybe trade back if they didn't get slack who they at 30. Nolan Smith fell at 30. Once again, Nolan Smith was ranked number one across the board out of Florida at his position and as a prospect. Nolan Smith. Generational athlete. Could play up front, can play in a linebacker. I think people are underestimating who Nolan Smith is because once this is all said and done, when they find out how good Nolan Smith becomes, people are going to be kicking themselves. You think they're going to kick themselves in the butt about Jalen Carter? Who I think is a better prospect? Of course it's Jalen Carter. But where they had Nolan Smith from the start, people are going to regret that. When Nolan Smith is a top five type prospect, he's definitely a top five type of talent. Top five, you can say what you want. He's a top five type of talent that fell to 30. It's because that, you know, when you recruit people, people time sometimes go down and you know, the year before was better than this year. But you look at the film. If you saw the games, when he when he when he made plays, where he was, how he was moving, he's so fast in the games. He's so fast. He's so quick, agile. Pressuring people all year. Nolan Smith was that guy. And so now you put him with Philadelphia next to Sign Reddit. He's going to learn how to play his position. He's going to learn next to Reddit. Jalen Carter's going to learn next to Cox. You got your boy Jordan Davis, who you said was his big homie. 
So you're going to learn from him. People are talking mess against Jordan Davis. Like, is he that good? Do you think? Yes, they're going to, he's going to do what he does, man. Whatever. You don't give him a, like, come on, man. He ain't even getting enough snaps for y'all to say things like, oh, is he going to, but he impacted every time he was there. He came back off his injury and said he wasn't like he was. For one, they got Sue and they got um, Joseph in there. So things were a little different. A lot of snaps was going different. You weren't just focused on Davis. Before, Davis was able to get more snaps, but now it was a crowded defensive line. So I don't think that was a crazy judgment. I think that was by Gunn. Derek Gunn was talking about that. But this was, this is, this was, this was, if you look at last year, it was almost the same thing, except, and people expect them to trade the third year pick, and they didn't. And they still, like, was this better than last year? I, I can't say that. But it's so, um, it's almost close. The only reason you can't say that is because A.J. Brown was already in the NFL. He was already an impact player. You knew exactly what you were getting. You didn't think what you were getting. Like, with everybody, these prospects, you don't know what you're getting until they get in the NFL, hypothetically. You're judging from what they've done, and, you know, there have been buses, this and that. But this, but this is the one thing, how you go about that. Until you see it, these guys are going to be the men. These guys are going to be dogs. Until you see the failure, you cannot fail prospects like this until you see it. it, is, it is, they are automatic. They are day one impact. As soon as they get in camp, you're going to start hearing things about these guys, especially Nolan Smith and Carter because they strength, especially Jordan Davis. Nicobe Dean is now on the starting. This is going to be an unbelievable defense. And, it, and I, I, you know, word that came out that Today is supposed to be some stuff, too, some surprises. I want to see what they're going to do. It's only got two in the third. They got one second pick, and they got a third-round pick. Um, Buda Baker, Derrick Henry. I mean, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm going on. Look, I, I'm going straight to Akbar if they don't get Henry at no time. But there's so much stuff out there. You've been hearing about Dalvin Cook. They're going after a running back and a safety. I think those two could happen. They could they could hypothetically happen. Um, when once names start flying around the Eagles, it usually comes to life. And Buda Baker has been coming to life. He wanted to be an Eagle. Um, you know, people want to be part of a Super Bowl culture. The 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 really the country kind of gravitated towards Philadelphia. And now Philadelphia's getting out. If they get Buda Baker, that, that's, oh, this team is, ugh. Derrick Henry, I think they're going to get a power back or, or another running back. DeAndre Swift, that hasn't come up in Eagle circles, but a lot of people are aiming for Swift to go to Philly because he's from Philadelphia. You know, he, drafted, he was recruited by Penn State. He was the number one target that went to Georgia right out of Philly. Um, it was good ever since. And it's crazy. How, how is Detroit doing it? How is Detroit doing that type of like get Jamar Gibbs well and you got a proven running back? They're gonna do the same thing Tennessee did. I hope Philadelphia do get him. The man can catch the ball. He's been exciting ever since high school. Same thing I said about Miles Sanders when we got him. He's the number one running back in the country out of high school. So was DeAndre Swift. Ain't that crazy? Two out of them out of PA. Miles Sanders was out of Pittsburgh. Um, Swift was out of um, Philly. 
They was going after, they had got some Quan Barker. They was going one after another. Miles Sanders, now they was going after Swift. Penn State was going after running backs. And um, he's a bad boy. That would be something next to Gainwell. Now, Galvin Cook, that would be nice next to Gainwell. Um, but Derrick Henry is a solid guy. That's that's the guy you want. I really want to see how this goes. It's a lot of things going on. And something big going to happen today. If Philadelphia gets Derrick Henry, that, that just clears up everything. I mean, that clears up everything. They get Derrick Henry, that's crazy. Um. There's going to be some stuff going on today. We're going to see how it goes, but Philly has just as dynamic of a defense right now as their offense. You go with Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Derek Barnett, Milton Williams, Marlon, Mar- Marlon Tui Pelotu. Um, all these guys are dogs. I mean, they can talk all the mess they want about Derek Barnett. When he came in the league, he got six and a half sacks. He had two five sack seasons. You know, I mean, the last two seasons, okay, he had two sacks the year before last, but last year he was hurt. So it's just a lot. I mean, you know, you go in Philly, it's going to be pressure to, to do what you do, but I think you got a, a hell of a player right here. He just got injured, just got hurt. You know, the year changed, coaches changed, and, you know, just had a two-sack season. I mean, it is what it is. That's a talent. Everybody is a talent. And I believe in them, but this is the last year to be believed in. <laughs> I mean, I think if, if he don't do good this year, then, okay, he ain't – it's time him to go somewhere else. I mean, they got one more year on him, so this is it. I believe in him, though. The man is talented. Ever since Tennessee, he's been talented. But guys do turn out not to be some guy's faulty. Will he fall or will he stay on his – progressive path like he was when he was getting six and a half and five sacks because he's backing up now. He gets six and a half or five backing up. That's going to prove everything. All right, so in the year before that, he was backing up again. That's crazy. He got two sacks that year. He was backing up Graham and Sweat. And so I think people would just, you know, on him a little hard, but that's he's still he's still a, a talent. Like he's still a good player. Um, it's going to be something to see how it turns out. But I think Derrick Barnett is a heck of a player. He's going to do good next year. He's going to show people what he's about next year. I, I he's just a good talent. I got to see this falter. You know, I told you the last two years he was going to be a backup anyway. The year before that he had two sacks. He was a backup, and after that, you know, he got hurt. So I just think it's a lot of bad rap on who. Derrick Barnett is. Now, um, Nolan Smith, how are they going to use Nolan Smith? That's going to be, he runs a 4-3. So they're going to have him back edge rushing. He'll be the, he'll be the backup guy. You know, you got Barnett and you got Smith. Those will be the, he's an edge rusher. So he's going to get a chance to back, back up or be in the same place. You know, back up the end. He'll come in as a rotation guy, be an edge rusher. Nicobe Dean can do it all. Nicholas Morrow can do it all. And you got, you know, set Reddick the same thing, but Reddick's gonna be the headhunter. He's gonna go after the quarterback. There's gonna be times where they, you know, they sit down sweat or they sit down Graham. Or they sit down who's ever on that other edge and they put Smith in there. And it's gonna be Reddick and Smith sometimes on the edge with Carter and Davis or Carter and Cox or Davis and Cox or, you know. 
they're going to have a lot of good rotation next year's pass rushers. That's what they really showed up. They got to like the pass rusher. You lost Hargrave, okay, and you get Carter and Smith. That makes up for all of the 11 sacks. That Hargrave you're missing right there. That makes up for it right there. You lost 11 sacks. I mean, you lost, yeah, 11 sacks. So, you know, Edwards is gone. You bring in Morrow. He's a 100-tackle guy, 11 tackles for a loss. Uh, Kazir White is gone, but you knew Dean. Uh, Dean, is, Dean is a beast. And if you know if White had 100 tackles at that position, you have to be happy for what Kobe Dean is going to do. When he came in, when uh, he had to replace a player, he did good. I saw something about Justin Evans. I saw one analyst guy I know about Justin Evans being a uh, no Reed Blankenship, and I like Reed Blankenship. But if Reed Blankenship had the confidence that he gave to him, they wouldn't even assign Evans. Because now, if you look at it, it's Evans, Terrell Evans, Blankenship, and Wallace, and you know Evans gonna come in there and get that. He's he's done it, but Evans has been hurt a couple of times. And Reed Blankenship was a backup, so now they're gonna have to battle for that. I knew that from the. I, Listen, that's from the start. Like, they did that to see who's the better player over there. But if they get another safety, that's shut down. It's going to be Edmonds and whoever's next to the, the – whoever next to him. If it's Baker and Edmonds. Edmonds has been a primetime player for a minute. First-round pick. Edmonds was a second-round pick. He's a hell of an athlete. He's a He has talent. He has talent. He's, he's a, a good speed, physical guy, ball hawk. He'll get his hands on that ball. He's a good cover guy. He's a guy that could be turning. Listen, like I've always said, if one thing y'all got to believe in is that Philadelphia knows how to develop players. Marcus Epps, career season, 94 tackles. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, career season, six interceptions. Bradbury, career season. Slay, still being him. Kazir White, career season. TJ Edwards, career season. Hassan Reddick, career season. Brandon Graham, career season. Josh Sweat, career season. Javon Hargrave, career season. So, one thing's for sure, guys like Evans is going to have career seasons. That's what I'm with Their best season. Their best season. Being in the offense with the Eagles and their coaching staff. This is a new defense. Y'all be know all that. But Sirianni's the coach. And he wouldn't put coaches around that would do the same thing that his other coaches didn't do, just like Reed did. All right? Um, Nicobe Dean was a top 20 uh, pick and a um, top 20 high school recruit. But Davis, out of their whole group, was the lowest rated. Like, he was, like, uh, past 100. He's like, 130 rated in a, in a um, class. The highest guy out them four was Nolan Smith, but the highest guy in the draft was Jalen Carter. You get that type of coincidence? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, what happens today? What happens is big, man. I'm really, I think a running back is really on their mind. And what better than to get a guy like Derrick Henry? I think it's gonna happen. I, I'm sorry. Because if it don't, y'all going to see me on Twitter going after Akbar. Hey, Akbar, why would you lie, man? <laughs> why would you lie? Even after the draft, we're just going to be seeing, we're going to be looking. But I think that, and this is what I'm going with, 
Buda Baker and Derrick Henry will be Eagles. Buda Baker, they was everybody was like the first round pick for him. That's not what they were asking for for Buda Baker. They were only asked for second and third round, the fourth, second and third round pick of fourth round pick. The Eagles have two second round picks, two third round picks, four fifth round picks. They now have ten picks after making their trades in the um, 2024 draft. They still got flexibility. They can easily give a second, third, and two fifths up for, you know, a second and a third pick. Let's say I'm going to get that up next year for um, Buda Baker. Then you got next year, I would do it. I would give up my first round pick for Derrick Henry. I would give up my first round pick, three fifth round picks, and my second pick round pick this year in the seventh round pick. I would give that up quick for Derrick Henry. If they ask for the second and third round pick, what are we even here for if we're getting Derrick Henry and Buda Baker? It shouldn't even be if they say I want the second your second and third round pick, a second round pick, your other second round pick, your other third round pick, and three fifth round picks. That's a lot. But you need money. You need money to get picks, man. Like Either you can give them the first round pick, a second round pick, a third round pick. Either you can give them that for next year. They got that. They can give them all those. They can even give them, give them two fifth round picks next year. Or, you know, like, like I say, it's a lot of different ways they can go. They got double seventh round picks. They got four. Eagles are really good on draft capital right now. They can make these moves. It just depends on what teams are asking for. And that's one thing I haven't heard. What are they asking for for Derrick Henry? And if you look at what I just said, all that is righteous for Derrick Henry. He's one. He is the most feared running back in the, in the league. Like you talk about Josh Jacobs, what he did was great. Uh, Miles Sanders had twelve hundred yards. That's another thing I heard about. The Eagles running back kind of committee. They don't. They don't have a guy. I guess they. they Miles Sanders clearly had way more yards than anybody on the team, which is that they had a good offensive line. And yes, they did running back by committee, but still, Miles Sanders was getting over hundred yards every game. He was the only person. He was getting majority of the carries, but they still gave the ball to Kenneth Gainwell. Still gave the ball to Boston Scott, and then Jalen Hurts ran. This is a real good uh, team. Great team. I would say from a defensive standpoint, it's really – I just got to really see. Philadelphia is – I think – you sometimes you got to read between the lines if you want to do – if you ain't got to be an analyst, just look at it. Because the one thing you got to look at is how did Jalen Carter fall? And somebody said something. I think that was uh, – I don't know who said it. I have to go back. But I was thinking it. Last night I said him to fall to number nine. You know, for him to go to the combines and perform like he did on both the pro day and like usually a person might mess up a, a combine day and do good at the pro day or they might mess up on the uh, pro uh, do good on the combine, mess up on the pro day. Both of them. He did that on purpose to fall. He made people was already questioning him because of the what happened. He drew Rosenhaus is next to him, too. The, the the agent of the sports agent of the stars, he probably said the same thing to him. Look, he probably was like, um, you know, it came up. The Eagles, they like you. They want you. 
And if you don't do good at the combines, you'll fall as far as possible and they'll trade up to get you. That had to come out because there's no way that he was the number one prospect in the draft. Then you look at the red flags don't equal up. He didn't do enough. He did not do enough. He did not do enough. Crime wise, racing the car, some two people died, but he wasn't he wasn't the cause of no death. He didn't, you know, it's one thing if you're being charged with murder, you're not. You just I mean, period, if that happened, even if it happened. You know, then he somehow got off to a point just like uh, Brandon Miller, you know, the gun situation. That's even a bigger situation because supposedly he brought a gun to somebody and he didn't even get in trouble. I knew they was going to get him out of there somehow. Um, it, but I'm pretty sure it's technicalities that explain that. I'm pretty sure. But Jalen Carter was racing and it became a bad car accident. You know, the other other red flags, whether it be attitude, I guess, whatever. He didn't do nothing violent, didn't rape nobody, didn't steal nothing from nobody, didn't do none of that. So that that wasn't enough of the red flag. That's not what got him down there. That is not. It's the combination of that with the bad combine. That's what got him down there. That's what got him down there. It's the combination. Okay, you did that bad. Oh, man, look at him. He's not even caring about the combine. Got him to number nine. I mean, he, he quickly fell to number nine. The Eagles, yeah, they got the culture. They got the culture. They got the culture to help people. No, no question. No question. They've done it. So I'm thinking periodically, you're looking at this team, looking at where they're at, looking at how good they are and it's this, this this draft is not over yet. The second and third rounds today. Then you got the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh the next day. I want y'all to think about this very hard and very clear. Like Philadelphia, this could be the game changing day. This could be it. This could be their their day that's a game changer. This could definitely be the day. You know, you're waiting for Buda Baker. Derrick Henry, or is Derrick Henry trade going to be done after the draft? I, I think it will be done during the draft because how is that not happening? Because realistically, they don't have to give just, you can give them a second round, you can give Tennessee a second round pick in this draft and two second round picks in the next draft or a second and a fifth round pick. That would easily move Baker, cause that's what they want. They want two, like two, three picks, but they like second, third, between second and fourth, something like that. Second and down. It don't have to be a first round pick. That's the first thing. It had to be a first round pick. It'd be second and down. Then you're looking at, um, what would it take to get? What would it take initially? What would it initially take to get a player? Like Henry, you know it's going to take more. But this is a five-time Pro Bowler, too. And Tennessee is – also, you have to understand, Tennessee is trying to – they are trying to rebuild, really. I mean, they're trying to trade up now and get Tennessee. Some Tennessee Titans. 
I mean, I mean to get excuse me to get Will Levi. You know, Will Levi, which is crazy, he fell that far. Um, you go to the Tennessee Titans, and um, they want to trade up. That's interesting. That is very interesting. Um, what will they do to trade up? Now, we've heard about the Derrick Henry thing. Um, Tennessee is obviously, you know, you have to understand. I, I like how Howie took up for um, for um, Jalen Carter. But people can't be mad at Rue. When analysts do their jobs, listen, that's crazy. Analysts, is, he just doing his job. Because he asked him a question and he didn't he didn't feel like to him to himself that it was answered. You're gonna get those questions. You can't get mad at them for saying, "Yo, I wanted to hear this and that." You know, I wanted to hear this and I wanted to further hear what was going on. I wanted to further hear, you know, because he didn't hear. I mean. Basically, he wanted to hear some type of, I don't know. I don't know what he's looking for. But if you, if you listen to the question, he just felt like there wasn't enough for him to explain. Uh, why do you feel, Rube said, why do you don't feel like he really didn't explain and how we defended it? It was good. You, they did what they, you're going to get stuff like that. Because Rube probably took it. He's, a, he's an analyst, man. And what would Howie go to him saying, man, you're going to disrespect me like that? Oh, man, you're going to disrespect me like that? <laughs> You just going to say that this guy, I drafted him. You should respect that. I drafted him. You know who I am. How we know? How we going to stand up and defend it? He know what it is? He know what it is? If he even went to Rube and say, Rube, don't do that no more. <laughs> Rube going to be like, <laughs> man, if I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they two titans, but that's just how it is, man. Listen, this is how it is. You're talking to people, they tell you something, and they, and people are reporting it. But Howie did a great job. Man, he did. So that's the type of general manager you want. You want them to defend you, the coach defended them. They was real like, oh, they got tight about it. Like, huh. But they did it in the right way. They didn't say it to each other in a crazy way. But you can tell he was like, oh, okay, you trying to come at me? Trying to come at me? Trying to come at my players? Trying to come at who I get? What do you mean? But that's what he's supposed to do. So um, this is going to be a good time. Uh, draft starts in 10 minutes. I'm out, y'all. Um, this is part one. The draft starts in 10 minutes. We're going to see what the Eagles going to do. It's something in the works. Uh, Eagles have a late round, second round pick. They have a third round pick. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? They have a pick in the third. a second round pick and they moved up initially you know for a third round pick to 66 which is good give you a eye view where they at they have the 62nd pick in the second round and then they're closer because four picks later is the third round which is good so they got a pick in the top of the third initially which is like um, a fourth 
Yeah, fourth pick there, um, third or fourth pick in the top three, top five pick in this third round. They have that, you know. So then they have two seventh round picks that will end out the draft in the third day. So Philadelphia is looking to do something today. They, they, I'm telling you right now, do I think they draft somebody? I think it's possible they don't. Who do I want them to draft? Who do I see it? Well, I like Osiris Torrance. You need an offensive lineman. You need another guard, 6'5", unbelievable player. He would be a good player to get to put with that team. Then you're talking about You're saying to yourself, who else? Like, who else? You're saying to yourself, who else? You know, um, but I, but I like, who else would I like? I mean, Brian Branch is a good player. You're looking for a safety. If you don't get Buda Baker and y'all feel, I think they will only get, listen, if they don't get Buda Baker, they're not, I don't see, it's a possibility they can draft a, a safety, but I don't see it as a, like a clear grab need. They got it like that. That to the roster is like that. Blankenship and Evans have starter, for one, every, all four of those safeties on their team have starter, uh, have started before. Blankenship got it last year. Wallace has just done it a couple of times. Looked good last year. Everybody, they're okay with nobody say. Wallace got in that game and impacted when he got in the game. I don't want to hear that. People are not watching football. They're stuck and they're crazy. Justin Evans, when he was in, when he got time, when he did his thing, he impacted. Okay, so now you got four guys that can do that. The only way you would interfere in it, if you can get a guy with the talent of Buda Baker, who is a five-time Pro Bowler, Running backs, they already sold. They already have him. He's already mentioned great things about Trey Sermon. Rashad Penny was signed, an uh, impact back. Boston Scott, another impact back, small guy that can get, get in and out of spaces, tough back. And you got Kenny Gainwell, your lead back. The only thing that breaks into that, if you get a game changer, B. John Robinson, game changer. Derrick Henry, boom. Dalvin Cook, boom. DeAndre Swift, boom. They're not going to just sign anybody. Gibbs, they wasn't going to go for Gibbs. B. John Robinson was the only running back in that draft. You don't go for Robinson, don't go for all the running back, I said. Then you got other guys. Who we want to talk about? Um, you said Branch and, and, and the, the case of Branch in the case of Henry, I've talked about. So, would they get a running back in the second round? I doubt it. I don't think they're going to get a running back at all in this draft. Now, um, receiver is a possibility. Defensive end is a possibility. But... Even with that said, tight end could be a problem. I remember Ed Kratz, Sports Illustrated writer, one of the best out there. I remember he had an article about the tight end. And that, that, that's, 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 I say the same thing with all the other positions. You don't get a tight end. I mean, Jack Stoll is solid. He can block. He can, he can catch, decent catcher. He can make up for yards. He has some solid games. It's good enough to be a second guy, especially when you can block like that. Grant Katera can stretch the field. His size, 6'4", 6'5", he can stretch the field. He showed games, a little bit of catches he got every time he was stretched the field. But Michael Mayer, different guy, 800 yards uh, receiving, plus receiving, 60 catches, nine touchdowns. Darnell Washington was the top, number 23 in the nation for 247 Sports. 
you know what I mean? Georgia, another Georgia, 6'7", 260, can run a 4'6". I mean, this guy's an athletic – who's going to bring down a 6'7", 260 guy? That's when you break into everybody you got, just like Tyree Jackson. He got signed, right? Man, you get, if you can get a guy like Darnell Washington, forget everything else. You get a guy like that because you make a mismatch problem. You let all them guys battle in camp. You bring in a Darnell Washington to see if, if, if they can beat Darnell Washington. Them guys deserve to be on the team. But Darnell Washington is their guy. I think if in the second round, I ain't going to lie to you, if you're looking for somebody to choose and you're choosing defense, you should go for a Darnell Washington. I think if there's any offensive player you go for in the second round is Darnell Washington. I mean, that dude, he's 6'7", 260. Man. Why would you choose an old mayor? Mayor's number one. I think he was the best one to get in the draft to me. Kincaid is good. No no question. He's good. There's some good tight ends in this draft. Brent Strange is another one out of Penn State. But um, Darnell Washington is a different monster as an athlete. Darnell Washington, 6'7", 260, like I said, runs a 4'6". How you bring a guy like that down with, with the type of speed he has at his size, he, he's a different talent. And then he only had 28 receptions for like 455 yards. You talking about Michael Mayer was used more than Washington was. Georgia was filled with talent, all types of talent. Guys had to fall back. I mean, they didn't have to use guys overly. You know, you didn't have to throw to Darnell Washington a whole bunch of times. He had other talent on the team. They won the national championship, for God's sake. So now you've got a guy. I think that's the one guy. If you talk about who I would want, it's two guys. Osiris, Osiris, because I don't think Washington slips. I think he gets drafted in the second round. You either getting Torrance or you getting Washington. If Torrance is gone, you get Washington. That's it. Osiris Torrance or Darnell Washington. Everybody talk about who I want the top two. Those are the top two guys I would go for. If I thought they're drafting at, at the sixty second position, and and if you look at it, I don't see Darnell Washington falling that far with that type of talent. I just don't see it. It's too many offenses that need a tight end like that. But maybe Torrance falls. Maybe. There's some other good linemen there. It's going to be interesting to see who falls. And it's also going to be interesting to see if Philadelphia actually wants these guys. All right, y'all. I'm out of here, man. Just want to get to y'all real quick. The draft is about to start. And I'm out of here. Follow the leader. We'll be back with a second segment, man. Tune into the second segment. I will be on here after the second day is over. Second segment, man. Tune into it right after this. We are here at the second segment, y'all, of Follow the Leader. I'm your host with the most. So have a toast. Great draft for the Eagles. Third day. Second day. Good days. I mean, Tyler Steen. You get a guy like that. You get a guy that can play at a high level. And you, then you get Sidney Brown, who I think would be the most impressive one because he actually has an open. Him and Steen are the ones that could actually start first. I know people are talking about these these certain lineups where people are at, you know, and we'll get to that. But Steen can actually go there and start because they're looking for a guard. 
You know, they would rather have Jurgen sit back and take over for Kelsey. You know? They would rather have that. So the 6'6", 320, played at Alabama, winning person, was a defensive tackle. So you know he knows the defensive linemen and how they move. That's the big thing on that part. Um, he's not the nasty mauler type, but he's got good hands, good feet. Some people talk about his feet. No, he's got good feet. That's how he stays in front of you. Gave up one sack and 500 snaps. Um, this guy doesn't give up sacks. This is a good – This is the style and get to him, he's going to make him something. Just like he did with everybody else. Look how he did Jordan Mulatto. You have to be confident in, in, in Stoutland. This is this is these guys have put in work. He's he's made guys that haven't played football into uh pro bowlers. Sidney Brown, oh, he does everything, man. I wanted to get his brother too, um, but he went to the Bengals. Six interceptions. I mean, he's battling with Justin Evans, Kevon Wallace, Reed Blankenship. Uh Evans is not going anywhere. Everybody stopped that. This is Terrell Evans we're talking about. Okay, it's because he signed this and that, whatever. So he's a good player. They got him at a bargain. There's nothing you can say. The Eagles get players to get good players. Listen, and then you talk about guys they have. Man, the Eagles, like I said in so many podcasts, they have upgraded. The guys all that came last year had career years. Everybody on the defense. So you have to be happy. Just because Gannon is gone, they still have Coach Seriani. So whoever's around can do the same thing for these players. It's Coach Seriani. Um, Keely Ringo, number four in the nation. Out of his recruiting class, man, overall. 6'2", runs a 4'3'9", play safety, play corner. Um, you look at the cornerback position with uh, Slay and Bradbury. Now you have two guys, possibly in Keely Ringo and, Grady, and Greedy Williams, that will become the future. You still got Mario Goodwin. You still got Josh Job. You still got Zach McPherson. Then you got one of the best top three nickel corners in the game, um, Avante Maddox. So it's so now. Now there's a competitive room. You got a Clemson guy, Alabama guy, LSU guy, another a Georgia guy. They're all in there battling. These guys were all big time boy on on their team. They were uh, they were the guys. They were good players. They were on their team. They were big time players. So now from a winning organization, championships. That's that's Alabama, Georgia, LSU, they all championships. You're bringing a winning organization around here. So and Kelly Ringo can also, I mean, if they don't sign Edmonds, they can definitely put uh Ringo at the safety. I mean, he's that type of player. He's a ball hawk. I mean, guys like Zach McPherson, Josh Job, and Goodrich could easily come in there and show that they're ready to go for the future. They are they are that talented. This is a good room to battle in. People knocking down Kevon Wallace did a good job when he came in. Yeah. That's how you know people just be focused on what they heard or, or what the first thing they saw and they don't look into them no more. It's crazy. Um Tanner McKee was like number 52 overall rated by us at 247. I don't do the, the ratings, but, you know, I, I work for them. Been writing for seven years for 24. They're playing me, you know, I'm a freelance writer. They pay me right out of their pockets. It's what it is. But if you pay me, I work for you. That's that's always how I rock. You know, as soon as I retweet another on three arrivals, I'm getting the call. Hey, don't. They're saying that, they're saying that you're retweeting Oh, uh, my bad. You know, so for all the writers that got love for me, man, you know, when I, you know, I listen, that they, 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 listen, they love me to death for 247, man. 
I do. And, you know, y'all still my boys, but, you know, I mean, because some of them tag stuff on me, on my page, and I, I retweeted at my boys. Um, but, um, uh, Mo, uh, Moro Ojomo played for Texas. Uh, like a good run stopper, uh, strong enough to play run stopper. I don't know if he'll make the team. I don't know if he'll make the practice squad, but, you know, that's what he can do. He had three sacks last year. Played for Texas uh, next to B. John. We'll just see what happens. You know, we'll see. Uh, I think Tanner McKee becomes third string because who's going to absolutely beat him out? He was a guy that was recruited by Alabama, uh, you know, schools out there. Like, Alabama was one of the schools that was looking at him. He didn't have bad seasons. He just had decent seasons. Stanford didn't have enough talent. He just did what he could do. Threw for 65%, 62% of his passes. Uh, had the best year last year, 2,900 yards, uh, 15 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I mean, we'll see what happens, you know. But when you go in those rounds, you know, you're just looking at, okay, who we got here? DeAndre Swift does nothing but make Philadelphia different, different. Like I told you, if we got B. John Robinson, who, who, who do I think we should have still got? Swift or Robinson? Robinson. Robin, Swift is not Robinson. Uh, but Swift is still a game changer. He won't be good as Robinson right now that I see, but I'm just letting y'all know, like, how good Robinson really is. You know, Swift is a premier back. He just ain't had enough touches. I don't know what happened with Detroit. I mean, for you to draft the this could go back as one of the worst decisions you can ever go for. You trade a young I guess they didn't want to sign him. That's another thing. He had one year left on his contract. Like we could start all over and just get another back. Got him at twelve. Gibbs was not predicted at twelve. He was looking at thirty all the way, twenty five, twenty six. He was not looking to be he was not looking to be that high. So I don't know what happened, but we got a gift because now you got Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. And I'm going to pick Quez Watkins right there now. I got to. I, I mean, I, Quez Watkins was a number two receiver at one time for us. Had a good season. He did. He impacted last year. He just was in another position that he wasn't in before. He dropped some passes. He also caught some. Big time passes. He's a 4-3 runner. Then we got another receiver. Big O, listen, Big O. He did a lot of things for Tennessee. I mean, for Atlanta. Eliminate Zacco. Anybody can you know, correct that for me, but he's another guy that can catch the ball. You have weapons now. Those four backs can catch the ball, but the thing is that, you know, the fourth running back is always like, we'll see who wins their, their third running, their receiver position, but, you know, I'm going with Watkins and then, you know, Zach Pascal, when he was called on impact. He did, he had a, he had a, that was a good signing because when you gave him the ball, he did something. Then you go, and you look at who's, like I said, who's the more impact guys. I'm going to put Quiz Watkins there. Quiz Watkins has been there two years, has been a guy that has really, you know, caught for big yards, has been a big play guy, just hasn't been to the expectations that we want as far as, and I'm going to say we, I feel like he's he just stepped into a whole new position at, at the third receiver. And now, you know, 
he getting used to that part. That's what some players do. Some players react to it quick, some don't. I think Quez is still a big-time weapon. It's, I'm sorry. And, you know, even though they're elite weapons, but Quez can be an elite weapon, man. We're going to see how this turns out, but I'm going to put him there with uh, Gainwell, Swift, and Dallas Goddard that catches passes. Now, the tight end position is different, man. Tyree Jackson got signed to a contract. He's 6'7", man. I really want him to turn out good because that would be a hell of a mismatch problem. Uh, Zach Stoll, he can play. He, he can block real good, and he's a solid catcher. He's not going to be making big plays. He's just going to catch the ball and make his yards, kind of like Mark Bruner used to do for Pittsburgh. You know, nothing spectacular, but he's there. He can block, catch the ball, solid catcher. There you go. Grant Calcaterra, now he can stretch the field. Every time he got one or two catches, like he goes out for long catches. This guy's good. I like Calcaterra. And I think you got to watch out for that. I think it's going to be a good battle between Calcaterra, Stoll, and Jackson. We're going to see this is the last year they're going to rock with Jackson. They got to see what he can do because every year he gets hurt. Last year he got hurt. That's why he wasn't on the team because, I mean, they, they're really big on him. But he just keeps getting hurt. He just keeps getting hurt. So now, this offense looks unbelievable. I mean, think about it. You got four running backs now, possibly five. They all can, can run the football. But you're running behind the best, even if somebody ends up being better next year. Philadelphia will always be top three line. That's just how Stalin has it. So you're going to get these running backs and make them even better. Then you got Jalen Hurts that runs the ball. Then you got Gainwell and you got Swift who run and catch the ball. It's just going to be a real hard offense to mess with. I just can't see how it turns out. Like, who's going to be, who's going to have these, I think all of them had big seasons. And Gainwell, with the season he had from last year, getting better to the playoffs, now they know what he can do. He's going to be involved more on the team. Because now what you do, Miles Sanders, I think they were kind of stuck on, look, he's been the lead back. We got to give him these runs. We got to give him this, give him a chance to, you know, do his thing. Now with him gone, there's like, it's, it's not no, it's not a, um, like it's a lockdown way to, it's not a lockdown way. To, you know, because you, you kind of locked down to a guy. Smile Sanders was drafted. He's been the lead back. And now you got to be obligated. You got to be obligated to give him his opportunity. Now with Gainwell there, you can use both these guys in a split. You know what I mean? I think both of them get 800 yards next year with five yards per carry. I think uh, Swift will get five yards per carry. And I think uh, Gainwell will get 4.5. I think both of them catch the ball 40 times. You know, I think they both can go to the 800-yard mark and just be real dangerous for running backs and receivers. You know, 40 catches for 500 yards. I think next year it hurts to throw for 5,000 yards. I think it's no question over 5,000. You got two guys who can catch for 1,000 yards. You got a, a, a tight end that can possibly – I think he gets 800 next year. I think, um, you know, you look at the two wide receivers. Yeah, you possibly throwing to a second, which I know they're going to throw to a second tight end. And he probably ain't going to get that much, but he's going to get it. He's going to get a chance to block. There'll be times when they put two tight ends, two block in there. Stole uh, Calcaterra. That's going to be a big, a good battle to see. I think they only keep two tight ends, though. 
there's going to be a good battle. But I tell you what, if Tyree Jackson wins and he, and he stays in that lineup, man, it's going to be a different team with another mismatch problem. Quez Watkins has too much speed. Look, when 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 Dallas Goddard went out, he clearly stepped up. He had a game, you know, where he messed up and he had some passes he dropped. But this man, when he caught it, when he made plays, he made plays. So that's going to be something to see. The, the defense, um, I wanted to go back to that part. I saw one graph from a guy. I won't put him out there. He said uh, it would be like this. Graham backing up, and then Carter would be on the edge, and then it would be Cox, um, Davis, and then Sweat would play edge. And the backup would be Grant. That's not how it... Ah. Hmm. Listen. When Chip Kelly... is Different defenses, too. When Chip Kelly did a 3-4 defense, you know, he made Graham lose weight because Graham's going to do a lot of more covering than usual. And he, he, he won it. He won the job. He four-year, $26 million contract. So how this would go is if, if you look at it, if you're a coach and you're a defensive coordinator, you're like, okay, this is my defense, 3-4. I also saw where Evans would play linebacker because he's dropped down there. That's on certain coverages. I don't, I ain't saying he's not going to play linebacker. He just won't start there. <laughs> he won't start there. That's not where he started. Um, that's crazy. Um, And this was another person. This is my guy. Um, it's one of my friends, but I'm not going to put that name out there. Um. The one I'm, I'm, you know, the the it's a three four, but you're still gonna have five guys coming up front to rush. So it's Graham is not going. They're not going to let Carter just come in there unless he just like listen. There's a possibility if he comes and blows camp away, but Davis did that. Davis showed. I mean, people were raving about Davis in there, but they weren't going to sit there. Just think about it. Cox would be starting. Over uh, Davis would start over Cox. You talking about a generational? The nobody. Listen, Davis was a generational talent. Yeah, when he came out, everyone was talking about Jordan Davis, but Carter was just that much better. He was just that much better. That's all it is. He was just that much better. But not only was he a generational talent, he was a, a generational athlete at his position. He was running a four forty big. He was doing everything, and he's a, he's a powerhouse. He's bigger, he's strong, like strong. Even Carter gave him so much rep. That's my big dog. That's that's my OG. That's my. He kind of helped me with. These guys were defensive tackles next to each other. So, signing Graham back. I mean, he only put Graham back there because now if I look at it, okay, I didn't even know. You know where they line up when it goes down. It looked like a 4-3. But if you're looking at it um, now, if you're looking at it, because Graham only started one game last year. So Hargrave, Cox, and Sweat with Graham coming from the backup. But what happened? 
there wasn't no rookie starting. <laughs> he didn't put Hargrave. Listen, Hargrave is gone now. So now it's time for Davis. Cox is still there. Graham is still there. Do you think that after backing up, they're going to let Carter start over Graham? He has one year left on his contract to be an Eagle. Do you think that's what they're going to do? No, you are. You got a backup now for Graham. Now you have a backup for Graham. You can bring Carter over there. Boom. You got Milton Williams, defensive tackle. You got Skatavia Street. Boom. Marlon Teopoloto. Boom. All guys that can get at you. Then you got Nolan Smith. Boom. That, that's your backup to sweat. 6'3", 236. They're 265. He comes through in the edge. Boom. There you go. Run that 4-3. Run it on you. So much speed, too, between him and Ringo. So much speed. Nicholas Morrow, it's like people feel like he's not going to be good. This man is quick because he played for Chicago. He had 116 tackles with 11 tackles for a loss. People, it's people saying that I think, oh, I don't think they're better. They lost a lot. They did lose a lot, but then they gained a lot. They lost Hargrave. But they got Jalen Carter. You know what they say about Jalen Carter. You have to, and I'm going with that. You can say, oh, he's just a rookie. I'm not going to go with it. I'm going to say I'm going to go with it because it's what they say. It's what I saw. It's what the world has saw. It's what I saw in high school. It's what I saw in Georgia. They're right. He is the second best talent. To me, he's the second best to be John Robinson. He's the best defensive talent. He's a generational defensive talent. So now you go to... um, With that being said, now you have backups. It's going to be a little good because I think now Carter will back up Cox. Okay, with Graham, you can have Sweat back up Graham. You can have Williams back up um, Sweat. Because one of them is going to play that, that edge, that linebacker position. Graham has the experience of playing a 3-4. They both are six. One is six three two two sixty five. One is six two two sixty five. Graham is six two two sixty five. Sweat is two six three. But he hasn't played the the three four linebacker position. Graham has, so I see that happening. That is that is. Uh, listen, you got Brandon Graham and Hassan Riddick with Nicobe Dean and Nicholas Morrow. Now you go to the back and you got Carter, Sweat. No, you got um, Sweat and you got Cox with Davis in the middle. Now you got Catavia Street. You got Jalen Carter and you got Milton Williams. You still got Marlon Teopoloto. That defense is nice. And then we're talking about who else is back there. We'll see Sean Bradley's coming back. Davion Taylor, will he make the team? Will they go for another linebacker? Will they go for another linebacker? That's the thing. They have we'll see how these linebackers go. I mean, they still got Patrick Johnson, who can he's a pass rusher. Sean Bradley is there. Solid backups. I mean, we ain't seen like Patrick Johnson break out, but he we know he has pass rushing capabilities, which is good. <laughs> So 
So now you go, look what this team was at, man. And then they still got 12 picks next year, man. They, they made it, they, they had 10 picks. And they made a trade to where they can still have 12 picks next year. Cowie, I've never seen, like, I was talking with my cousin, and I was like, I haven't seen a general manager like this since Jerry West of the Lakers. And Jerry West used to pull rabbits out the head all the time to keep the Lakers on a winning streak. As long as they can keep winning, he was good. You know, Derek Fisher, finding that diamond in the rough. Nick Van Exel. Um, Kobe Bryant making the trade from Charlotte. Trading bloody Divop. I mean, getting Shaq. I mean, he kept that team winning, man. He kept them Lamar Odoms, the Paul Gasals. He made sure he kept the right players on that team. And I mean, it's it's kind of like what Daryl Morey's doing, but it isn't like what Howie, man. Like Morey got to win more a championship first. One thing why the West won championships. Howie has a championship. He has a Super Bowl and another Super Bowl appearance. He's in the elite class, and he's just this 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 draft was crazy, crazy good. Is it a plus? Yes, yeah, a plus. When they first got um, Smith and. Carter, this is a game-changing draft. You got two top 10 picks in the first round. And then, because Smith could have easily been a 7th or 8th pick. He's just that good. Like, he's that talented. So, now you look at who they're going to get. They get Steen, and they get Brown. Does it still be an A? Now, you, you got to stay. Yes, it's an A+. Plus, or you can say an A. I say an A. I don't know. I mean... I think those picks were an A. So it kind of puts it down. Then you go get Ringo. That makes it A plus because Tanner McKee is a talent at 663. And then you got Moho or Jomo. That doesn't outweigh them to go back down to A because of what they did with Kelly Ringo. And that was a hell of a pick right there. <laughs> so you get a pick like that in the, in the fourth round? Come on, man. That makes it A plus. There's nothing you can get that can not make it an A plus draft. Nothing you can get. Those first five picks were unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. The first five picks were on. So uh, Joseph Nagata from Clemson was also picked up undrafted free agent. I'll be keeping up with it. Um, make sure y'all keep up with the undrafted rookies they get. Uh, Joseph Nagata was 6'3", 226, played at Clemson, 41 receptions, over 500 yards. Uh, he also caught for over 400 yards last year on 20 uh, catch, twenty plus catches. And, you know, he caught for 19 yards per catch. So we're talking about a guy who basically coming in and get practice squad. I don't know if anybody can come in and get wide receiver, man. I think that room is done. Kickoff return, then. Will, will Swift kickoff return? Well, you know, you got Swift Scott. You got Ringo with his speed. Kove. I mean, who's going to do it? This is going to be interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. So, look, y'all. I wanted to come and break down something to y'all about this draft. A-plus, no doubt. After getting Ringo, they keep some at plus. Keep some at A-plus. And you got a good offensive uh, lineman that can play guard and tackle from Alabama, one in school. You got Sidney Brown, uh, just a freak of nature at at um, at the safety position. We can also drop down and play some nickel. He's a ball hawk. And then you just get, you know, Tanner McKee, who's a guy that started, you know, good talent out of high school, 6'6", six, 6'3". Six, I mean, he can throw. He can throw that ball big time. 
And then you get um, Moro Jomo, who, you know, played at a competitive team, played with B. John Robinson. You know, just guys that probably couldn't make, you know, more, who knows if he makes a team. But, you know, one thing's for sure is that um, he's definitely a good player. Um, good player. You know, I mean, as far as third string, he'll be a good third string. You got a 6'6 six, six back, so you know he's not going to be small. And he can throw the ball. So get him into the offense, use his arm right. He was recruited by Alabama. Number 52 pick, a number the 52nd ranked recruit out of his class. High-level five-star. So teams wanted him. Teams like Tanner McKee. This is going to be something to see, man. Um, Philadelphia looks exciting. They look deep again, just like that. <laughs> They're back to where they was before. The only thing is that C.J. Gardner-Johnson was more already known. He was in the league more. Um, but so was Terrell Evans. I mean, who knows? He could get five, six interceptions. Listen, that's another thing about it. That's another one-year contract for another high-level safety like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Terrell Edmonds, he could do the same thing. He's had big years. He's had them. Then you also looking at um the other position, Morrow. He could have hundred. Why he can't have one hundred fifty nine tackles with a better team in Philly? Eleven tackles for a loss. He might get thirteen. Hargrave, Cox is Cox. It's, what are you talking about? Okay, we got Jalen Carter, generational talent, the, the number one talent to a lot in the draft. Number two to me. Okay, um, Marcus Epps gone. You can go a lot of ways. They signed Justin Evans, man. Marcus Epps was off the practice squad. He just ended up moving up the chart. So this guy came in as a second-round pick, and he you know, just been hurt. But he had good. He had he, he 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 had good seasons when he was. He played good when he was in there. Best way to put it. Played good when he was in there. He showed he can cover, showed speed, showed athleticism, showed he could hit. Anytime he was in there, he showed it. So that's a good, listen, he had 94 tackles. Justin Evans is the same replacement for a guy like that because Marcus Epps needed a chance to impact. He stayed healthy, he impacted. Um, who else is gone? Kazir White. Got a Dean. That's what he was drafted for. You see, you cannot believe in guys that they drafted that they already said that you were already excited about that people have already said they're going to be good players. You have to let them not be good. So Philadelphia still has their depth. Um, they replaced Sanders with Swift. They replaced everybody, man. Jack Pascal. Just a good all-around team right now. So, man, we're out of here. And I just want to get with y'all. I don't think you today. Just want to get with y'all. It's been a long, long weekend, man. Just some work, putting a lot of work for the draft. A uh, shout out to everybody, um, all my analysts out there, man. Listen, shout out to all my Eagle fans. It's gonna be a good year. And I'm out, man.